I was like, I know Brad does this on purpose. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve, and this is a VHS podcast that looks at the box art trailers and behind the scenes. Brad, Chris, you guys getting ready for Halloween? Oh, yeah. We live that life here. <laughs> it's... A lot of my decorations are uh, year-round. Yeah. We actually got a Baby Yoda that we put out like two years ago. Now everyone's copied us, and everyone has a Baby Yoda now. You should go steal them all. There can only be one. <laughs> you should have. You should put uh, candles in your baby Yoda's hands. Barbed wire around our baby Yoda, just to see if people will copy. Do something weird and just to see, just see if anyone will copy it. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, Chris, <clears throat> we are continuing our Tremors franchise. Why don't you let them know what we're watching? We are watching Tremors: A Dose, the Aftershocks. Ooh. And what is Tremors Dose Aftershocks brought to us by Brad? Do we have a sponsor this week? We lost our sponsorship with smoking, excuse me, vaping Grandma Skipper. So what? we promised 25 listeners and, and uh, we weren't able to get that mark, but we came right. close. So we'll just keep after it there. You know, you're on the journey with us, just letting everybody down like we always do. But uh, this week we got a new sponsor and it's our own, our own Mid-Level Marketing course diploma we're offering here from analog jones are you tired of your Ooh. nine to five grind ready to turn your dreams into pyramid oh, excuse, excuse me not pyramid schemes but actual multi-level marketing <laughs> schemes or just I actually yeah, tell me more we teach you how to make money while making others make money while you make more money wow that I sounds like, like a win-win brad what's yeah, the downfall um really none besides your reputation your bank account your yeah you have to sacrifice freedom. your first four born children. Potentially. Financial wizardry. You know, the first model is uh, the art of recruiting. Learn how to talk to anyone, anywhere, about life-changing, magical, and definitely not a scam opportunities. Okay. All right. Well, I, mean, I had ChatGPT write me this up. This. and Yeah, ChatGPT refuses to write up advertisements for pyramid schemes. Oh. At least you say it's fake. And it puts a little disclaimer <laughs> at the bottom, like, pyramid schemes are against the law. Have you guys Got ever uh, been approached by one? Oh, I'm sure. Like, I remember the cleaning one. Um, some woman came up to my door, and she was like, well, I'm selling all these cleaning products. And I'm like, well, I don't need them. She goes, well, have you ever considered selling them? Because they sell great. And I looked right at her, and I go, I don't want me. They don't sell that good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a grocery service one. I can't remember. But it's like you got paid to buy groceries. And then the more you had people below you, the more you got paid to buy groceries. That's how they get oh, you. Man. I don't know. You bring in two, then that's one. You're not oh, the bottom yeah. anymore. Yeah. I remember uh, back in the 90s, it was all the like the makeup stuff that they would try to get you. Just buy boxes and boxes of makeup and then sell it to people. But you'd make even more money if you got other people to buy more makeup from you. Like Avon like, or whatever. What? Yeah. That was that, awful. That's how Lululemon started. We watched a whole documentary on it. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like multi-level, but that wasn't their plan. It was just to get started. It, who knows? But yeah. there's some people that like lost their entire life savings on it. Woo! Tremors 2 is starting off great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brad. Get us off the pyramid schemes and uh, okay. give us the click facts. So we're talking Tremors 2. This was released in 1996 on video cassette and Laserdisc, directed by S.S. Wilson, written by Brent Maddock and S.S. Wilson, produced by Nancy Rodberts, Richard DeFaria, starring our boy Fred Ward, who is roughly 54 years old in this film. Is he? Looking good, yeah, looking yeah, good. Yeah, he looks, yeah, wow. Christopher Garton as the cab driver. He's got his own kind of pyramid scheme going there a little bit. Um, we got Helen Shaver as the Playboy model turned archaeologist. Marcelo Tupert plays some role. And we got Michael Gross back again playing Bert Gummer. All right, Bert. 
cinematography yeah. edited uh whatever we got the music by jay ferguson released by universal pictures stampede entertainment straight to video mca universal home video april 9th 1996 runtime 97 minutes budget of four million now the initial i thought the initial plan for this was about a 17 million dollar film to be done in a lot or not in australia mm-hmm. with kevin bacon reprising his role and yep. um potentially reba mcintyre also but they couldn't make it work they both had other things going on so yeah there's a couple when i listen to the special features there's a couple kind of angles i guess kevin bacon took to not being in this now it's not really clear if he didn't if he was purposely trying to be a loose you know like elusive and not be in it but number one was apollo 13 and i guess number two Two was maybe his agent didn't think it'd be good if he did two monster films kind of in a row. Because uh, I think they originally approached them in like 1993 or something. But, you know, that's that's kind of like the angle. Like, oh, Kevin wanted to do it, but his agent didn't want him to do it. Or he's doing Apollo 13 and then he has to do reshoots for Apollo 13. Who knows? But Reba McIntyre was game to do this again. She enjoyed the first one. And uh, she asked them to reschedule it, you know, because of a tour. And then I guess they said no and then ended up rescheduling it anyway uh, and rewriting the script because they already had the script wrote for like a 16, 17 million dollar movie. And the movie was completed in 1994 and then set on the shelf for two years because it was so good. Test audiences all, all thought it was great. And then they're like, oh, maybe we should put this in the theater <laughs> and then sat it on the shelves for a while trying to figure out what to do. And then finally just put it out in April 1996. It's kind of a shit show at Universal trying to figure out what to do with this. Everybody was just dropping the ball. Yeah, because, see, what happened is, we'll talk about when we get to Tremors, but, you know, short answer, Tremors was a bomb. Not not a total bomb. Like, maybe it made back its money, but it was just a massive hit on video. And they're like, wow, man, this is so good. Let's put it out in the, the theater. But then, you know, when they couldn't get their star Kevin Bacon to come back and they didn't want to replace, they just sent it to their home video people at $4 million. And they didn't quite understand. They were just figuring out their home rental market. Yeah. And it's it's kind of weird how they did this. I get how they're worried about not having Bacon in there for the, the money and the budget, but I didn't miss him, really. Like, Revo would have been great to have back in this. Mm-hmm. Would have fit the feel more, but, like, I think they covered Kevin Bacon's character pretty well, actually. See, I just thought Kevin Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward were perfect together in the first one. And, you know, that would have been nice to have them back. But, yeah, if you can't give back Kevin Bacon, because he's a weird, kind of a weird front guy. You know what I mean? He's not like the traditional leading man, you know, like a Brad Pitt or anything like that. He's kind of like a quirky leading man. Yeah. So I don't think he's irreplaceable. Hmm. I, I think he's a very good actor. He's found his niche and he's, you know, just been a rock star for a while, not really being the traditional leading man. But yeah, I I don't think it's best to put Fred Ward as your leading man. Um, but it's I he's still very charismatic and fun to watch. But Michael Gross is what comes in and really saves this movie. Yeah. I, I mean they figured it out when this was released on video and with test audiences. Everyone loved, loved Michael Gross as Bert. So yeah, from three on whatever twelve they're on now has been Michael Gross show. Yeah, he's just a maniac. He's so bombastic and the exact opposite of his TV series character, where he's like liberal and everything. And I don't know if that's a joke. I don't know if they did that on purpose. I've always wondered that. I always wondered mm-hmm. if he walked in, won the role, and they're just like, oh, man, we got to make him, like, even more crazy. But I think in the first one, when we get to that one, he's a little bit, uh, you know, I don't want to say tame, but, you know, he's a little bit more grounded. This one, you saw the level rising. Yeah. I, I think in the first one, he's he's kind of throwaway. They didn't really plan to keep him. But oh, I don't. I wouldn't like, say he's thrown away. Throw away in the first one. <laughs> he's subdued. I he's subdued. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. it's uh, it's nowhere near what you think of when you think of Bird. I think of two on. Yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. It's just the first one has one of the greatest, you know, like trimmer deaths of all time, <laughs> and it happens to uh, you know have him in it. But we'll talk about that next week. Uh, let's watch the uh, trailer to this uh, while I pull this up and get this ready. Everything. 
this is like one of these universal VHSs that I can't stand because they just put it in there like, look at the universal collection. And you're like, uh, it's one of these. It's always disappointing. Like, this isn't even a greatest hits or anything. I don't know why they do that. Boo. Just what they have coming out that year. Yeah. you uh, think Why like, make more than one trailer when we can make seven at the same time? This is before yeah, they even had Harry Potter. But I feel like you tune these out. Do you know what I mean? You're like, oh, okay, it's one of the collections. Whatever. Here we go. Here's the uh, Tremors 2 trailer. They lay dormant for years, waiting for the chance to appear once again. Now they're back, and they'll find you no matter where you try to hide. A team of dedicated professionals can stop them. We need someone, an expert, to eliminate these creatures. To go graboid hunting. This time, they're prepared. Preparing to fire. You smoked his ass. Doing what I can with what I got. This time, they're motivated. 50,000 for each graboid. You've got a deal. This time, they're one step ahead. Get off the ground! There's only one problem. This time, the worms have turned. Something's wrong with our worm, Earl. It's a whole new ball game. It's a whole new goddamn ball game. The worms changed somehow. Now we've got these things. I am completely out of ammo. They wrecked our car. The radio tower. How can they be so smart? We're like sitting ducks here. Come get me, you suckers. You hungry? If I can just get to your truck, I can grab some bombs. Tremors 2. Aftershocks. Starring Fred Ward, Michael Gross, Christopher Garton, and Helen Shaver. Damn worms never cut you any slack. When this movie gets going, that that uh, intro scene with the title coming on board, that was classic mid-90s, almost like... I, yeah, oh, I yeah. like the intro. It's good. You can definitely see with the intro that they don't have as much money, because it's like, you know, it's supposed to be an oil field, and like, there's one guy there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's fucking working hard, okay? Getting some yeah. overtime. Did you see all those empty barrels he has? Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's either filling them or emptying them. Oh, uh, yeah, just hopping across these empty barrels and then finally dies. He's just like, oh. But yeah, it gets going pretty quick. I mean, because the audience all knows what they are now. It's graboids. You know, there's no secret with it. Might as well get going. But yeah. I do love how, so you get an introduction to Grady. Uh, now, before I say anything about Grady, what is your guys' opinion on Grady throughout this film? I thought he was a good character. I mean, he's an idiot. I think he's uh, supposed to be the MTV comedian shit that was really popular at the time, and I can't remember his name at all. Not like Pauly Shore or... No, no, no. Like uh, Dan Cortez? Like that... No. Somebody will know. We'll figure it out. But it just struck me as he was trying to be like a MTV VJ comedian kind of guy. Yeah. That Jamie Kennedy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I was going to say out of the five films I've seen of this. Actually, I think I've seen Shrieker's Island. I just don't remember anything from it. I don't remember anything. Oh, yeah, shit. Jamie Kennedy's in it eventually. Yeah, yeah he's in Bloodlines. Yeah, so maybe that was who they were trying, they wanted to get or something. That kind of character. Well, I mean, this was before Scream. So, I mean, Jamie Kennedy, I don't think they would have even known about him. But who knows? I don't know. Maybe he did come out and try out for this role. I just... I don't know. Grady to me is kind of like the Jamie Kennedy, where it's just like gets kind of really annoying throughout the film, and it's like the only character I'm like, ugh, can we just stop with this guy. I don't know. I I just I just didn't really like him. I thought he felt weird with Fred Ward. What about uh, so, I don't know. I, and... I struggled to like stay awake sometimes during this. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I think we have a preview of your rating already. <laughs> I'm tired. Man, we didn't even do the day. Rotten Tomatoes. The, uh, hey man, if you almost fell asleep to it, you need to let people know. I don't think it did that bad, Rotten Tomatoes wise. It was like, uh, 50%, 50% of the Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Yeah, hey, dude, I'll take 50%. Rotten... Yeah, for a mon for a sequel monster film? Yeah. Yeah, I like some movies that are like a 10. So, so, 
And I, I forgot to mention that uh, our director is coming back from number four. This was his first. He's, I think he's only done two movies. <laughs> he's coming back from yeah. Four. He's going back to the future. Wait, yeah. What? Yeah, it's like I, I turned the air up down. I don't know how to say <laughs> it, but I made it colder. Yeah, that's I do like that when people do that. But yeah, he gets there and he, he starts talking to Fred Ward's character. Uh, he's like, "Hey, man, sweet pinball." Oh, that's right, because the Mexican, like, uh, government guy comes up and he's just like, "Hey, how would you like to go hunt these down?" And then they end up offering him fifty grand per graboid. And I think later on they say we'll give you a hundred grand if you catch him alive. Yeah, that's a fuck ton of money then. Yeah, he needs that money because he wasted it all on an ostrich farm. And he didn't. <laughs> what, he didn't. He didn't get royalties from the arcade machine because they keep bringing it up. You must have made a killing off that game. Yeah, didn't have an I agent. Know. Didn't have a lawyer. He needed a lawyer. It like shows the Time magazines with him and Kevin Bacon in the background and. He's like, no, should have got a lawyer. Didn't get any money, but I got one machine. Spent whatever <laughs> money he got on an ostrich farm. And online, apparently, people say it's like two males. He bought two males, so he can't even mate them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they did that on purpose. Fucking idiot. I do how they, they bring back the uh, the lasso and everything from the first film. Because he's like, you think he's going to lasso a horse and he's lassoing a, an ostrich when they show it? And you're like, what? <sighs> so that's pretty funny. But yeah, they end up getting out to Mexico pretty quick. And I think this is once the movie kind of slows down is when they're in Mexico just originally blowing up the Graboids, you know, because they get the RC cars. I mean, there is some humor in there. I really love watching Fred Ward next to Brady, you know, like have the umbrella when all the guts are flying on him. That is one of my fun or my favorite scenes is the the dainty little umbrellas he yeah. pulls out. <laughs> yeah, they're having a pretty easy time of it at the beginning there, but you know something's gonna change. Yeah, I think that's where the movie really kind of drags to me because like once he convinces you know Fred to get out there, I keep calling him Fred. I should actually call him this character's name. Once he convinces Earl to get out to Mexico and everything, the movie kind of slows down. You just watch him blowing things up, and I like it. I, I like that kind of feel of a movie, though. I just feel like it's kind of, you're just watching them in their day-to-day. -day, and I think with a movie, with a TV, yeah, with a TV series, it's fine. But I think with a movie, you're so limited. But, I mean, Brad almost fell asleep during it. <laughs> Rough. I got four hours of sleep each night for these movies, so. Wait. Feeling it, man. You got four hours of sleep, huh? And we had to change the, the, we might cut this, but we had to change the recording schedule. So oh, I had to wake up before know. work and watch movies. Oh, shit. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so I already get like six hours of sleep and I was like, I gotta get up. Ouch. That's Ooh. commitment. That's about as much commitment as when uh, Bert comes back to this. He's back. I mean, what else is he going to do? He's back. Well, He's yeah, they split him and his wife split up. Bert and Heather split up. Mainly, you know, she blames the collapse of the Soviet Union for the cause of it. So it's because he had no drive. Okay. They lost everything he cared about. Well, I think it probably true. affected a lot of like prepper relationships, actually. <laughs> I, I love yeah. it. He's like, like a... yeah, she's visiting her sister for Forever. a while. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many preppers like in the early 90s like split up because the Soviet Union collapsed and they're just like, I have no purpose now. Yeah, I guess that was a big deal to them. I mean, that was kind of like, what do we do now? Have fun. Enjoy life. Oh, man, preppers do not have fun. You're already prepped. Like, there's nothing to do. It's already there. That's the point of prepping, is it sits there. They just acquire more shit. I mean, they're just as bad as us collectors. Preppers are just as bad as collectors because they just acquire more shit. <laughs> yeah. They have more, more food. Ready but to I, eat can't, I can't eat my tapes when the world collapses. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. If the world collapses, we're fucked. <laughs> but I remember uh, Matt on this show many years ago. He said, no, 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 no. The the stuff that's inside these tapes will protect us from the radiation. And I'm like, oh, now we are the preppers. <laughs> Just line our walls with it. We'll be I'll fine. bring the tapes. You bring the food. We're going to make it. We got entertainment for days, man. I forgot that we had the doctor in here. Now, I'm going to be honest. If I would have wrote out notes here, there's not much <laughs> to say about the doctors. The the Dr. Kate. Uh, I mean, no. she's just kind of in the background the most. I mean, 
it's just a love interest for Earl, right? Uh, she yeah, she doesn't do nearly as much. She talks to them about fossils, yeah, tells know, them the seismograph that all the fucking idiots still don't know what a seismograph is. And I was like, I figured you'd figure that out after the first one. Also, going back to the beginning of the show, up in his in Earl's place, uh, he had that picture of uh, that naked woman on his wall. Oh yeah, nineteen seventy four, and uh, series does a pretty good job of like. Tying up those um, loose ends. Miss October 1974. Uh, actually, was uh, Miss October 1968 in Trimmer's uh, the original one. It's a misconception that that's actually that one. They've tracked down the real one. I'm not getting into it, but pulled it all up. <laughs> there might be a reason I have all this pulled up. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but. My favorite line that Bert has in this entire thing is like the Mexican army gives you whatever you want and all you bring us some dynamite and some, I forgot what he said. Cause he's got like just all these explosives in this gigantic truck with this huge, like, I, did he say it was like a 50 cow? Yeah. Like one shot 50 cow or something like that. Yeah. It's it, dude. It, the vehicles and the guns in these movies are cool. Like, all the trucks are cool. The, the truck they have in the beginning, I was like, that is tight. And then he rolls up, and I was like, that is cool, too. Yeah, yeah, I wonder, like, with all the trucks, every time they have a truck in this movie, in the series, the truck always gets destroyed. Oh, yeah. I 100% guarantee that truck's going to get destroyed. Yeah. I was going to say the big rig didn't, but it did. Mm -hmm. I guess maybe they could salvage that. But... I did like that it was so big that it set off the seismograph like it was a graboid. I thought that was funny. <laughs> He's so over the top that he gets a truck that big. Um, so, yeah, he comes, and then they start to just decimate some graboids. And then finally the twist of this film comes up is we have a new, I guess, species of graboids. Well, it, they hatch out of a dead graboid, and then we have something called shriekers. Do they? I don't know if they do, because it wasn't dead until they came out. True. It, it could be like caterpillar style. Yeah, it's like a different stage. Oh, yeah. it caterpillars or some kind of parasite? So, uh, who knows? Yeah, but... so these ones can't see, just like graboids can't see, but graboids feel like the tremors and everything underneath the ground or, you know, like the vibrations. These are, they see heat, and they're dub shriekers, and they're hermaphrodites, yeah. which the, really caught me off guard. They're so. cool little, like, queen of the damned helm. When they see stuff, they bring up the bones on top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. and I, I was reading in this one, they were wearing, um, like, yellow and orange and red, like, leotards and everything to do the heat. So they did the same thing in this one that they did in the third one. This one looks a lot better, though. It does. Oh, yeah. Like, all the, and all the effects look really good, except for the shriekers look like shit when they're out. It just, they just look like poorly CG, like turkey horror film villains mm -hmm. but when it's puppet work up close it it looks really good like the skull comes up and you can see all this stuff inside and then that mm -hmm. stringy little ky jelly between everything yeah that's the thing there is a stark difference from these puppets to the cg when they're like running and jumping because you're yeah. like ooh, that's definitely you know Bad mid '90s CG, but man, yeah, I will... these puppets are on there and they're moving around. They look fantastic. I will say '96 it didn't bother me. It, it's not like the Ass Blasters when I watched that. Oh, when it yeah. was current, the Ass Blasters just looked bad. Yeah, yeah and it's when crazy I this, because it these... wasn't bad. It's crazy because these two movies were basically made on the same budget, so it just must have been the effects team was just yeah. that much better on this one. CG's it, not easy today, even right now, and with four million dollars. For CG, how oh, much did no. Jurassic Park spend on CG? I guarantee it's a lot more than four million dollars. Oh yeah, that's, that's the why thing. they limited it to just them running and jumping, and the rest yeah. was all puppets because they. I don't. I just don't think they could really do it with this small of a budget. Well, that's the thing too. Even if it's three years difference, like uh, let's say CG cost a million, but in three years it cost two million. Yeah, to get the same quality that you got three years ago. Plus, you probably didn't have a lot of production houses doing it at the time. So whatever ones you could get, you know, they were probably limited on the amount of time and you were limited on how much money you could spend. So it's like those two things crashing together. So you get what you get. And it's, yeah, I guess at the time it didn't bother me because I don't remember hating this. Uh, I, I couldn't even imagine watching 
Tremors 3 when it came out. I just would have turned it off like, oh, this is awful. Well, I'm not a snob like you. Oh, I was back then. Definitely. I wasn't looking. I've been an edgelord. I've never been a snob. (laughs) I was definitely snobbish about something like that. The Tremors verse is coming after us. They're not going to be happy about that. Uh, well, I mean, there's not really much more to say about this because they just hunt them down. It's not like a super adventure like the first one was, and it's not crazy funny. And wacky. I, but I really enjoyed this film. I don't want to get, I don't want. Yeah, I was gonna say, to I it. I think I have a very drastically different opinion on uh one and two than you do. I like them both. I like this. I think this is one of the best sequel you know, direct-to-video monster films I've ever seen. The thing is, it's very basic. They go get monsters, monsters come out, they kill monsters. There's no, I don't think, other than there's new monsters, there's no twist. There's no big adventure. I don't think it was that, I I do, I I just think it was a very simple monster film compared to the first one. Yeah, the, the first one's a horror movie, originally, like Jaws. You don't know what's going on. The Second one I feel is way more fun, and that's the pure intent. It's it's the the when they're walking behind the doors like some fucking wily coyote shit. Which it would see you've seen their legs half the time and their hands, and then he used clothes on a clothesline that he heated up to distract him. Covers himself in a fire extinguisher to hide his heat, which yeah. would last for like two seconds. Yeah, I was thinking about I was like, how long would that work? Not long at all. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I feel like this one, it was just meant to be fun. I think it's been and the intent. Yeah, after the first Tremors, I mean, that's kind of been the intent for all the movies subsequently. I think it's mm-hmm. all fun. I talk shit on five through seven, and uh, I don't think they're terrible. I enjoyed watching them and talking to people about them. I'll tell you but what. I, I Like, I wouldn't recommend it to somebody <laughs> that doesn't like shitty movies. <laughs> I will tell you that there was some good country music in this. Mm-hmm. The radio skit where he eats the radio and he's like, oh, I've heard this song before. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, get out of there. I, I loved him when he when Bert took the, the big ass gun, the 50 cal or whatever it was. And just like I was going for maximum penetration. And he just like <laughs> shoots the truck through the brick wall. Well, he shoots no. the shrieker, shoots through the brick wall. And then smashes the, you know, like goes right through. I think it was the engine. The engine block, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, they do the doors to get out of freedom. So they run through a fake wall building. Yeah. And uh, Grady's like, I didn't know. <laughs> and then they use the door thing and they think they're at safety. They look over and there's a shrieker over by the concrete wall and cement mixer. Nothing in this place is built except for the two buildings they inhabit. Everything else is like a quarter wall or like a corner. Yeah section or a flat facade it's like some fucking adventureland style western village where nothing exists and but yeah he shoots the guy and it goes through everything yeah they they built these sets in like a couple weeks i mean yeah you could definitely tell like if you're if you get used to these type movies and you start reviewing them and then you look at the sets you can tell like the home video sets, they're like, oh, it's, I don't know. Um, don't don't bother making bricks out of that one. Just uh, use styrofoam and paint them as bricks or something like that. I like it. Definitely not like an invasion USA where they go to an old, like a real residential neighborhood with like real yeah. bricks and real houses. Like, oh, just blow that thing up. We're going to tear it down anyway. Somebody slow. was playing a clip on TikTok of that movie the other day, and I was like, oh, I know that movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to forget that movie once you see it. You're like, wow. I'm glad I watched it. Like, I I don't want to, but I was glad. And I was glad I mean, you pointed out to me that it was actually a Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chuck Norris has done at least one Christmas movie. I think we take th- different things away from all of these movies. We just watch them with different, like, uh, perspectives. I mean, I'm never going to forget that they had a pet armadillo. Yeah, no. that blows my mind. I'm just an absurdist. I like, I like, I find humor in almost everything, and it's it's pretty fun. Uh, yeah, that movie's highly recommend to anyone, even if you don't like those. I think even if you don't like '80s action films, there's just something about that one that's so over the top and so stupid. But you can't watch it by yourself if you're a normie. You know, the normie has to be in a party. I think all yeah. of us weirdos like us could watch that by themselves and still get a good time out of it. But I didn't want to. 
It's true. Like, <laughs> it would have been much better if somebody was with me. Yeah. But with this, I mean, I, this is kind of what I'm saying. Like, we just went through the ending and everything like that. I don't have much more to say about this because I think this is such a streamlined, fun monster film. It gets in, it gets out. It gets a little slow, according to me, at one point. But really, it's so, you know, it's like 10 minutes. And then you're like just off back onto the adventure. And then when you get Bert on this, he's yeah. Bert throughout it for like the last 45 minutes. And you can't like, it's hard to make something boring when Bert is on screen. Do you know what I mean? Like he just, I, yeah. I feel like that guy could do a cooking show and it'd just I, be like high intensity. I love their little like Lord of the Rings back and forth on who's killing more. Yeah. And Bert oh, catches yeah. up because he's a fucking psycho. <laughs> yeah, he's just out there blowing shit up, and the other guys are just hanging out, listening to the radio. Yeah, I think I get your point with like this one's just made more for fun because it's just them killing graboids, and then when the graboids do like change their appearance, then they're running from these little shriekers, and they have to like you know kill them all to save their which, lives. Which were pathetic. Like, oh, the shriekers. Or, yeah, for like a villain. When they were terrified that there was 40 of them trapped in a building, I was like, they can't go anywhere. Just shoot them. Yeah, they're pretty easy to hit. They're nothing like... The, you see, the that's the thing, too, is like the reason I think the special effects in the first one work so much better is because a lot of times they're kind of like the shark and Jaws. They're that's hidden. What I, that's what I was thinking the whole time in the, the intro because watching movies for this has changed how I watch films. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I like try to look for stuff. I never thought of it like that but it's exactly like jaws where you don't know what's going on something's under there yeah they wait for yeah. quite a long time in the movie to actually show you the the creature the full creature yeah and i think that's because they had to save money yeah same I mean, with jaws the way jaws didn't have yeah. a, a didn't have a shark yeah they had one that worked and they're like oh shit and even that one didn't work much <laughs> bruce was always breaking down but yeah I think that's the big difference is they, they bring the threat above ground and it's much harder to present it as a threat because like if all four of them, you know, had some, I don't know, just some auto, you know, semi-automatic you know, rifles and just, they could just line them up and shoot them. Yeah. They don't run fast. Not that fast. No, not fast enough. But, but like the ass blasters suck, but I, I understand maybe you won't see it in the air and it like dips down and gets you and you can't get it. Like they climbed on a tower in this one. It was like, they can't climb. Yeah. All right, you're up there. Bert just... was stuck in that uh, backhoe, and he was fine. If they had a gun, and that's all it is. Some of this is just, they're fucking idiots. <laughs> There's 900 guns in this movie, and they forget to have them. Yeah, I guess they were going with the whole thing that, like, in the in the first one, they needed maximum penetration to shoot them into the dirt, you know? So they brought the bombs, and he brought the big gun and everything. And this one, like... Instead of having, you know, three or four AR-15s available for rapid fire, they didn't have it. So, like, the whole thing changed. And it's like, oh, Bert's not prepared because he wasn't given information. Because no one... Yeah, Bert was You know what would still that. kill these? Uh, explosives Shotgun? and maximum penetration. Yeah, it still yeah. kills them just fine. Yeah, th basically what they do is just, like, everyone loses their guns, right? Isn't that what happens at one point? Uh, yeah, they fucking scatter real fast and... Lose yeah. everything. I watched this movie like two weeks ago. Probably should have done that, but oh well. <laughs> uh, and then we'll end with, uh, you know, I, I guess they're trying to put together their whole monster theme park. And how much do theme parks cost? Because I feel like you'd have to kill a lot of Graboids at 50 grand a piece to get a theme park up. Unless it's a well, tiny theme park. What do you consider a theme park? I don't know. I actually, like, yeah. I'm thinking about it right now. What is considered a theme park? One well, I ride? Tell you, I can tell you Disney's a theme park, and I, I'm not going that place ever again. So <laughs> I want to. <laughs> and I'll go, I'll I go will there one some day. other day. I'll probably go there someday again. But no, I don't want to step foot in Florida, except I want to land at Disney, not leave the park, and then fly out from the park. That would be nice if the, if the uh, airport was closer and you didn't have to take like a ride there. No, I, this is one thing, I mean, I know I'm going to have to go back there with a little kid, but going there with a, you know, a two-year-old is not the best idea. That's all I'm saying to people. I think by the time I get to go, my son's going to be old enough to drink. Yeah. 
that yeah, actually might make it great. That, that's only five years away. Four yeah. four years almost now. Well, it's I'm just thinking my wife was eight months pregnant and my kid wasn't even two yet. He was about to turn two. And we went to Disney. It was hot as hell and insane. But maybe my future child will be small, but my existing child will be a fucking adult. <laughs> yeah. Just bring him and have him watch your future child if that ever happens. <laughs> my parents never brought me here, and I brought you here, so you got to watch my other kid. <laughs> I'll pay you in beer. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's. I don't have any more trivia. I pretty much said it all. Um, I mean, a lot of the people who came back, uh, you know, came back to work. The second one, I did hear this, that apparently the director only took his writing. He only took money to write the film. He didn't get paid to direct, so he did it for free. That's stupid. I, that, I mean, that's he sacrificed the money so it could go into the the film. From what I hear or what yeah, I read, maybe we need to talk about him. How people talk about Keanu, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, it's been a good. They've got a good franchise run out of this, you know. So. Hmm. Maybe in the he he opted for like uh, sales, but he's gone on to do a bunch of shit, and he already did a bunch of sh- good shit. So, oh, I just saw this was done by Phil Tippett's Tippett Studio, who did the CGI on this. Wow, I yeah, still I still can't say anything good about it. I love Phil Tippett, but mm. what what else have they done for the people out there that don't know? Not me. I'm I totally know what they've done. Educate me. Oh. I don't know. I mean, RoboCop, RoboCop 2, Honey, I what? Shrunk the Kids. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, those guys are legit. Yeah. Starship Troopers. Yeah, they're legit. That's wow. a good one. Those yeah, monsters I in Starship mean, Troopers are good. I can also tell you they've done some bad ones, too. Ewoks, The Battle of Endors. What are you talking about? That movie's fucking great. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. You yeah. watch your mouth about Star Wars. Everything is great. <laughs> We bitch about Star Wars, but then we love it all Star Wars content. Yeah, yeah. Geekscape was doing an Ahsoka. <gasps> they did Virus. Tonight. I'm sorry, they did Virus. That's a fucking great movie. The special <laughs> effects in that movie are fucking amazing. All right, <laughs> you have to admit that. They also did one of the greatest uh, John Carpenter films ever made, which is oh no, he didn't do Mission to Mars. That's a what good one his... too. Oh, sorry, I got that confused with his Mars movie. What was John Carpenter's Mars movie? Ghost of Mars. Something like that. That's a good one too. That's not good. That's I I watched that. I own that on three different formats: VHS, Blu-ray, and DVD. And I question my choices in life every time I see that. Just because I destroyed you guys on the "Who Picks Better Movies" poll, uh, doesn't mean it was true. I just got all my friends to vote. I think it's a good movie. I'm just sitting here, like, scrolling through all Tippett's studios, like, all the stuff they've done. It's ridiculous how much stuff they've done. And then they fucking, uh, they made the Shriekers. That's right, they did. Or did and, they make the puppet? Oh, they also did Son of Mask. We're going to end with that Oh, one. that's a, that's a yeah. bad movie. That's Jamie yeah. Kennedy also. Yeah, is it? Yeah, he's the, he's the mask, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. I've never actually seen the movie. I've only heard the stories of it. It's not good. I think that's the film where everyone, a lot of people decided to hate Jamie Kennedy. No, a lot of people are fucking idiots, so. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, Jamie Kennedy also could be one of the idiots out of all yeah, the I, I think he's done what he was supposed to do in Hollywood. I think that he never shot for the stars and always no. just, you know, skimmed across making money. More money than I'll ever see in my entire life. True. Just being an idiot on film. And he pulled it off. Yeah, I mean, that was his job on almost every film. I just wish he would have gotten a haircut for Tremors 5. That's all I'm saying. Just get a haircut, Jamie. <laughs> I gotta look that up, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, recommendations. I'm gonna go first. I do recommend it. For anyone who likes monster films or home video monster films, I think this movie's fun. It's very quick. Uh, I don't think it's going to last, you know, in your mind. I don't think there's a lot of scenes where you're like, wow, that's iconic. I just think it's a very good, like, TBS, it's on, and you can watch it, it's fun, and then you're done. So, I mean, I, I know that might sound like an insult, but I was just like, that's the type of monster films I want when they're on cable. Just, like, get in there and get out, and have fun, and then you're gone. Bye. Yeah, is there a monster? Yeah, fucking check the boxes. Done. Nope. How about you, Red? I'll walk back what I was saying earlier. You know what? I will recommend this, especially if you're, like, in the Tremors 
know a Tremors fan, you definitely, well, you, of course, you've seen this already, I guess, but who am I? It was fun. It was, I don't regret watching it. <laughs> if I'm like, you know, so much well, stuff on there. It's the you know, lightest, it's if the I was lightest like, recommendation ever. It was the 90s, you know, when you had like four channels and this was on, I'd probably watch it on TBS waiting for like Beastmaster to come on. You know, I'd watch yeah. the last 30 minutes waiting for Beastmaster to roll on. Brad found out what we find out all the time is when you watch a movie by yourself, it might suck. And then when you talk to your friends, you realize maybe it didn't suck as bad as we thought. That's just true. very boring on the couch by yourself. Oh, yeah. Some of these throughout this time period are so much better to watch with friends. Yeah. Like, what was that one we watched with, like, like that one we watched when we were in Indianapolis? It's like, I guarantee oh, none of us would sky watch. High. Sky High? Sky High. <laughs> you fucking watch your mouth. <laughs> I don't care what you say about that. That movie was boring and terrible. The company was mean? amazing. <laughs> I was like, you, you better fucking watch what you say here. I was so disappointed because that cover's so awesome. Well, fucking send it to me. You got my address? That's true. I do. I might just give it to you. Send you a care package and have that in there <laughs> just to see you like, yeah. Dude, I, have, I, I have ruined you with care packages. That's true. Uh, but, oh yeah, I gave uh, you the. Did I give you the Harry Potter dicks? Yeah, you did. Oh yeah, that's right. I thought really it was nice. you. I gave it to. And then you asked for my address one day randomly, and I I've never seen anything in a year since then. So I was like, I don't know what that was about. But oh, I have your address saved. Oh no yeah. no no! Now you have a new address. Ooh, I, I better, do. I do. I oh, that, my best friend lives there, so that's fine. The guy I used to watch Trimmers Four with a lot. Oh sweet! So you our recommendations have gone. Watch I, Trimmers I Two. Recommend it. Yeah, well, I think we all got that. I like, I like it. I think it's, uh, uh, I don't want to give, okay, I'll give a spoiler for the next one. I mean, it, obviously, I like Tremors, so I like the next one. But I think Tremors 1 is a better film. I think Tremors 2 is much more fun. All right. I, I mean, I can't really, I mean, I can argue with you because I think the first one is better and more fun, but that's fine. No, can't. It's an opinion. Yep. Can't argue. I can argue an opinion. I just can't say that you're you're wrong. I mean, I can, but it's an opinion. You can't be wrong about your own opinion. Except, you know, if you like, you know, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, then then I don't care what your opinion is. You're completely wrong. You're fucking coming for me today. You can't like that one. It's so boring. I I can't even remember which one. <laughs> <laughs> I every time you guys call them by their subtitles, I have to Google it real quick. Uh, number two, like number two, after, the one after. Yeah, it's got Animus. cool droids that make stupid jokes in it. Get them now, and then they run away. It's a great film. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I hate, I hate sand. sand. I hate sand. <laughs> Roger, Roger. Uh, I love the droids, man. I want a whole film of just the droids being idiots. I'm just shocked they haven't made an animation where it's just like droids, a day in a droid's life or something. But let's uh move on to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. This is the part of the show where we go out in the film jungle like Indy and bring something back to our trimmers wing of the museum. Oh, boy. This is I, I have mine and I'm like, I'm a little worried that I'm going to let you guys steal it. But let's let's try it out. Uh, Chris, since you love this one the most, I'll let you go first. Uh, I'm taking the Miss October 1974 that Earl has in his uh, trailer, uh, that poster, which, uh, what? Shit. There's so much writing and I can't read. It was actually, fuck it, who cares? I'll post later maybe about it. But there's a lot. Of, somebody wrote 48 paragraphs on Reddit about it. <laughs> wow. Jesus, I can't read well. That's but Yeah, that's I'm taking really that in. When... I really like that scene. You got to be really obsessed to write that much about it. Or, or <laughs> I mean, no. I think we're morons doing this. And then somebody wrote uh, a whole book worth on who that really was. Yeah. No, it's all it right. Reminds Brad, me of like on go? the Wikipedia, oh. I like the Wikipedia, like entry for uh, Regulate by uh, Nate Dog and Warren G. <laughs> somebody spent a lot of time. <laughs> what? Like, what? Man, you really yeah, pulled you that one elaborate. out of nowhere. It was like same thing though. Somebody like really dug into it and just gave this elaborate description of the song, like 
first they go and talk about fornicating with some young women at a <laughs> regular. Anyway, when I'm going to museum, like I am completely out of ammo. That has never happened to me before. Uh, yeah, that's what you tell all the women, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mine is kind of like a, a twofold. Uh, a one, I would have really loved it if that arcade, the Trimmers arcade, was real. Because, like, looking at the side of it, it looked great. I'm like, oh, why didn't they ever make a Trimmers arcade? Did Did you guys go to the laundromat with your parents or the bowling alley and just play arcades? Uh, bowling alley and Pizza Hut is that was our two arcades. And a bar. I used to go to a bar when I was a kid, and they just pull a stool up. No, my, my parents never went to bars. My mom to, didn't even drink. I used to go with my, my uncle to the bowling alley, and they had this, like, little drop-down thing where you have the claw thing you know mm-hmm. i got machine. this camera one time and they're like oh cool i got this camera and then i give it up start looking at the camera and it's like naked chicks and like yeah and i'm like i'm like eight Stop. years old i'm like what's this i'm like this is my pretty cool. was on a, a bowling league and they had that uh the bouncy ball that you have to like pong it and it just like reveals nudity in the background <laughs> <laughs> or i played like space invaders at the laundromat and then mm-hmm. my grandpa's it was I can't remember, but he played on pool leagues, and I so I grew up in a bar around here. That sounds like just playing Space Invaders the entire time. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, I remember finding, speaking of like nudity that you don't really care about when you're small or you don't get it, I found like nude cards one time, and I can't remember who it was. I don't know if it was like one of my uncles or something like that. I just remember sitting there looking at them, looking at each one. And then really wondering to myself, not so much, oh, you know, how hot are these naked women or anything. My thought was, you know, some of these I can't read what the card says. So I didn't <laughs> even know if it was a queen or not or a king. And I was like a little perturbed by it, you know, but I was like six or seven. So I just put the rubber band back around them, put them back and just never cared about them. Yeah, <laughs> oh, get these titties yeah. off of my card so that I can actually read them. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, for anyone out there who can't see, because we're not going to put this on video, uh, it looks like Chris had some nudie cards. Yeah, I've got I've got a couple. I've got like uh, World's Beauty, and then some that are like illustrated comic jokey ones, and then I've uh, I've got a set that is uh, pretty aggressive in the uh, the positions. Oh yeah, well, so it's like uh, those hustler type cards or. Wasn't Hustler? That was the pretty extreme magazine. You don't see the... anything, but I mean, like, that's the color. Uh, Whatever. I love estate sales. I met a guy at a gaming convention, uh, like, you know, like retro games, uh, Nintendo and stuff like that. And uh, he, like, scratched the needle because everyone was talking about, like, their holy grails and everything. And I'm like, well, I'm not a huge collector of them, but I'd like this and everything. And he just comes out of nowhere. He goes... Yeah, I collect uh, um, playing cards and especially nude cards. And everyone's like, um, okay, why are you at this retro gaming thing? Because <laughs> like it's a retro just, game? Yeah, we were... N- no, he didn't collect gaming. I should say that. We were just sitting around this talking This is a game. Not the games that they were selling there. I know, oh, I did it. We're talking about video games. We're Apple. just all talking about video games and everything. And this is the first one I've ever gone to. And I was like, oh, it's cool to you know sit around and talk to nerds, you know, around the cafeteria. And this guy, he's just like, yeah, I don't really even collect these. And then he just, you know, like does a needle drop. And he goes, I collect, you know, playing cards and uh, especially nude card sets. And we're like, what the? Okay. Like no one shamed him. They're just like, oh, you're one okay. of us now. <laughs> no, we uh. <laughs> we used to have a, uh, a v- game on the old Apple II GS, I think, back when I was like in junior high. It was like called Strip Poker, and you'd play poker, and like the girls in there would get naked and stuff. And like we'd take it to school and we'd play it like in the computer <laughs> lab. And you know, <laughs> you know, you get to the final, you you do like if you win like outright, you get to see everything, and that's like you pretty big real, deal. You got real good at poker, huh? Pretty good deal. <laughs> it was pretty big deal to to win in that game. I memorized all the moves from the computer. The AI had nothing on me. Sorry, I I didn't mean to get off track so bad. What's your second museum entry? 
Oh, when he shoots through all the shit, you know, he hits the uh, shrieker, goes through the wall, and then hits it, and he's just like, I needed max penetration. <laughs> like, like, he's like, was not the way he briefed. says that, he's like apologizing to everyone. Maybe if somebody did some recon. Yeah. What the fuck are you supposed to do? Recon on something that's never happened? Just let a trimmer hang out? Yeah, I think that's one. part of the joke when he's just like, I've never told the vital information I need. Because it's just like, well, no one knows, Bert. This is all new. We're discovering this daily. Yeah. This is all new to everyone. <laughs> all right. Uh, that'll end our Trimmers 2 review. It was a fun one. Uh, we'll be back next week for our main Halloween episode, which if you can't figure it out, it's Trimmers uh, 1990. Uh, should be a great episode. So, Chris, tell them where they can find us on the social medias. Uh, we have a Facebook group called Analog Jones Temple of Film. We have an Instagram, which is Analog Jones TOF. We have a Gmail at Analog Jones TOF. Send all your graboid photos that you make out of vegetables because you eat healthy. And then... Uh, I was told I have permission to do this. I have a TikTok. If you guys want more stupid nerd bullshit, it's mainly Warhammer, but it's subpar hobbies because I'm not good at anything. So uh, check that out. I hope your I hope the channel TikTok or whatever is called subpar. It is. <laughs> it's subpar hobbies. Yes, that's my <laughs> name. Great. I used to name. use it as like a a noise thing too because I'm not I'm just not good at anything. Subpar. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. yeah a lot of people will join that good everyone go to that check it out and you said it was tiktok right mm-hmm. so the evil chinese government russian government can uh all no, get I, our kids after that uh that uh whole court process where people are like you mean if my phone's connected to my modem it knows where i am it's like yeah you're at your house on your modem you <laughs> fucking moron uh but anywho, uh, it's like Americans control it now, and it's all it connected to the FBI, which people are thinking. You know, I don't. I just, just as bad, but it's just our government doing it now. I just heard like one politician yelling at another politician something about you join Twitter, you're part of the problem. Or no, not Twitter. Sorry, you join TikTok, you're part of the problem. I was like, what? all I get on mine is underage girls dancing all naked, like. But yeah, because <laughs> that's what you click on, you fucking perv. <laughs> uh, I don't remember that part in that clip, but I mean the clip was pretty short. So, oh, I watched a bunch of it. It's I I love old out of touch people talking about technology. Oh, it's amazing. I'll never forget, and this will be the last thing that we go down memory lane is when uh, what's his name from Facebook, uh, Mark Zuckerberg was in front of like senators, asking him questions, and he's like, Facebook. Well, if it's free to get on, how do you make money? He just looks at him and goes, um advertisements you know like commercials and that old ass senator is like what you make money off this yeah he's a billionaire what yeah uh out of touch yeah like a hundred times over if you don't have to pay for something you're the product just letting people know that yeah Mm -hmm. i was about to say that too nope that'll end it this week so remember to be kind (laughs) <laughs> and rewind. <laughs> and rewind. <laughs> I was like, I know Brad does this on purpose. <laughs> I'll get him one day.